Oh, hello, hello. Good Wednesday morning to you and welcome to another edition of RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania right here on WRIRLP 97.3 FM Richmond Independent Radio. Since we're about a week out from the restart of council shenanigans on September 10th, we thought we would take this time to reaffirm with our listeners and our Twitter followers uh, what RVA Dirt is all about since there seems to be some confusion, which is interesting because I feel like we're we're pretty out there and honest about who we are. But if you are confused, this episode is for you. Welcome to this week's Municipal Mania. Yay, welcome back. We had a week off. I know you missed us. I'm <laughs> sure all of you were crying. Yep. Now you're like tears of relief that we're back. We are. We're back. I was enjoying my Sunday off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I don't know if I would call mine enjoyment, but it was a Sunday off. Yeah, <laughs> we both, Melissa and I both had family emergencies we had to go run out to. <laughs> so fun. I got to hang out with Carter. Yeah, she did. She got the dirt kid <laughs> for the day. And we ate travel smoothie. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He didn't want to go home. Oh, man. All right. So uh, today we are kind of in a fun little transition period, I think. Uh, if you guys haven't noticed, city council has been pretty much off the entire August. That's okay. a, tri- a typical thing. They don't have meetings. They usually cancel all of the meetings in August. So we've been doing a little bit of a different topic, but uh, city council is actually about to come back on September 10th. School is about to be back in session, so there's a lot of stuff about to come up. But we decided to kind of take this time to pause and reset and just have a really open dialogue about you know who we are as RVA Dirt and what we do because it it seems like lately everybody wants us to be all of the things of what they think it should be Mm -hmm. and you know we started this in um with really a specific mission Mm -hmm. and we just want to kind of evolving we're evolving too evolving absolutely evolving and I think we want to kind of just reframe that a little bit and just reemphasize it really would be the word yeah um and just kind of also discuss about that especially in the larger context of just life in Richmond mm-hmm. and being a voice in Richmond. Say thank you to our supporters who have made this a hell of a trip. <laughs> it has been a ride. <laughs> I know, we look at each other all the time and be like, what is our life? <laughs> How did I get here? Yes. And you may ask yourself, am I right? Am I wrong? And you may say to yourself, my God, what have I done? I know. If you're uh, joining in on episode 28, I can't believe it's 28. Um, That's crazy. And you didn't go back and listen to the very first episode where we kind of talked about it a little bit. So as a brief, brief summary of how we all met and started RVA Dirt. And actually, honestly, we just came up on our two-year anniversary a couple weeks ago. So I think it's actually a really opportune time knowing that our second birth anniversary has just passed. To even talk about this. Yeah. So originally when we started, uh, I was actually running for school board, and we were in the middle of a pretty big 2016 election. And when I say big, um, not even at the federal level, we're talking local, there were so many candidates. Yeah, like everybody but five people in Richmond. Yeah, it was a whole passel. (laughs) It was like someone found out, wait, 125 signatures ain't that hard to get? I'm in. (laughs) Challenge accepted. Um, which I think was a, a really indicative thing about people really want to change in Richmond. Um, and I was fairly new to the city. I, I grew up in Chesterfield my whole life. Um, so I moved into Richmond and was starting to learn a lot about the dynamics in Richmond. And I personally felt very compelled to do something. And as we started to go through that campaign, I ended up meeting Melissa and Francesca actually at candidate forums. And <laughs> there were just so many. We, we met first online. Yeah. Kind of because we were doing all doing the same thing, live tweeting all of these events just kind of trying to 
get information out there to other people who weren't going and you know that was what we were all doing so we were kind of running bumping into each other headbutting each other on twitter all the time (laughs) and then it was literally like one day i think it was the naacp forum and melissa was like hey are you here? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, what are you wearing? Because I'm sitting over here with the leggings on. Weren't y'all at the same table? We were yeah. right across. Well, the, we were right across from each other. Uh, and she was like, girl, come sit with me. <laughs> come over here because it'll be much more interesting if we're catty together. Yeah. And right? I think right around that time, I think all of us came to the very similar conclusion that, and especially for me as someone who's running for office and went to these just because I, I, I had to yeah. also, yeah. Um, you know, in my opinion, no matter who we have that's an elected official, if there is not an educated and informed and like educated on the facts and mm-hmm. information and informed on the system about the things and actively holding our elected officials accountable after the election date, really none of it matters. Right. Because Mm-mm. elected officials are going to do what they think is in the best interest of the people that elected them. But if they don't have people there present listening or understanding it because that is one big thing i think with bureaucracy and government is they benefit so from much how from, complicated it is and oh, from yeah. people just not knowing what the hell's going on oh I, I mean and i so i'm the weird one who grew up watching city council when i stumbled upon it at 11 years old on channel 57 <laughs> wow what a dork it's okay <laughs> i'll accept your judgment um <laughs> but so i actually learned about all of that stuff while watching it and nobody else I knew unless they took government class Mm -hmm. knew what the heck I was talking about Mm -hmm. and so it was so refreshing (laughs) to stumble upon you guys um, as somebody who really wanted to be civic-minded and get out there and I mean I had been doing um, city council tweets since oh my gosh 2010. Actually this is one of the most fun facts I think I've had with Melissa was Melissa and I went to her first city council meeting together. Yes because I'd never actually gone I had just watched it on tv and jesse's like oh we're going oh wow get in the car we're going we're going and we did and it kind of i don't want to say it was addictive but birth the baby of dirt sitting on the second row i know right (laughs) ever the first that's our spot i i I claimed this land for rva dirt it is our sovereign nation those three seats in the second row to i guess it would be what is that stage left yep But um, it was really nice to um, find other people who wanted to go to all of these things, wanted to talk about the issues that were being presented during this particular election season, but also wanted to carry it on past that. That we were all like, these conversations need to be had. We're not finding these conversations happening, say, within the Times Dispatch or Style Weekly or whatever. People are having them, but they're not getting outside of their you know well, it's all in their living rooms yeah they're not getting outside the living room they're not talking really about it and even if they are talking about it they're really not coming to the table with all the information because they don't know where to find it because the city website well, is oh man cray. and i think this kind of brings us to uh, going into media which is part of our topic today mm-hmm. because a lot of people and i've read so many articles and especially in the 2016 season of mm-hmm. like oh my gosh did this get in there did this go into the article and you know i mm-hmm. i our, our local journalists, a lot of them, really, really do try. They really try to get as much information as possible, and this is not a statement on them as individuals. No, because they, yeah. have, they have constraints. They have editors and, exactly. you know, hierarchy going on there. So, And I think this is where you start to see any type of media that is for profit, you know, and especially in 24-7 
soundbite news. So I think some of this does rely on us, the consumers, yeah. of seeing, you know, hey, if we're only willing to read a little bit of a blurb, that's how much writing we're going to get. You know, going into the summaries, there are some people, if you notice, that there's some amazing people in print journalism, especially, that are starting to do very long form articles. Mm -hmm. And I really wish that Richmond Times Dispatch wasn't just for subscribers, unfortunately. Right. Um, because they're even, even, oh, it's all hmm, the editorial board. Mm. But the, uh, the the news journalists have done some fantastic work. You look at Richmond Magazine, some of the long-form articles that are in there. Incredible now you have Virginia Mercury. There's constraints. There's deadlines. And I, I think that, you know, they try to get as much information and content as they can. But sometimes what, what I noticed is, like, you're missing context. You're missing some of the dynamics, the back and forth. The You'll see sometimes on the news where it says, council wants this. And technically, I mean, I, I'm guilty of it, too, sometimes. I, I'm trying to get very clearly better at being very clear when I say this is council if it's only a couple members of the council. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. And a part of that problem, too, is also the story can't really be told in hyperlinks. So when you're linking an article to something or they're trying to add on to this long, which everything in Richmond is a long, ongoing saga of you know what. What had happened was. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's like you said, you know, you miss out on a lot of context because, you know, there's just some sh Oh, there's just some stuff. That's okay. You got a good editor over here. Your producer got you covered. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I let it slip. I can't. It's okay. It. It's uh, because we can't. So, look, we can't go without talking real. I was getting real, real. Sometimes real talk is not pretty. So, you know, when you've got stuff like that, it's it's hard to get all the information in at one point we get it and there's just not enough hyperlinking to make it work so sometimes the public gets what you can fit in there at the time well that's where live tweeting comes in and becomes such a handy tool because not only are you getting real-time up-to-the-minute updates yeah. You can go back later and you get the whole story. Yeah, when you can. And that's just a small, that's just one example of how that works. There's so many, it, re people really have to be involved. And I hate to say that, but, you know, the news is really for people who want to be lazy in terms of information gathering. Because it's right there. What you got is what you get. And it's up to other people to go the distance. And I think that's, for me, what I was finding and that's what motivated me because I felt like, you know, damn, if you don't go the distance, you don't get the whole story. If you don't start digging, you don't get all the information. You just get what this editor wanted us to hear. Yeah, you stop at what you're handed, yeah. then that's all the information you're gonna have and then I, that's not fully prepared. No, and you so, don't get to know that the council person like made the deal under the table and then want anybody to know and then they, oh, I'm sorry, did I say that? My bad. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Oh, the things people tell us these days. Oh, Oops. Um, but I think also, you know, part of, so this is part of why we really started it, was to be able to, in our original intent, and honestly, I'm still open to this, hint, hint, anybody that is listening, um, oh, our please. original intent was to actually have one person in each of the nine council districts that was a part of RVA Dirt. Because it's not just about also the city council meetings that are televised, it's right. also sometimes about those local civic meetings. Yep. And, you know, we can't be at all places at all times if only because we got a life so. I was gonna go space matter and uh, physics <laughs> <laughs> outside of everything else we have going on we don't have that little machine that Hermione had in Harry Potter to go to all the classes no. at once 
no. Sorry. That's originally the goal was really to be able to create a resource for people to start these conversations. But then also there's a second layer of it for me. And it was something that happened on Twitter prior to RV Dirt, actually. During the school board campaign, my my friend uh, Sean, who was also running in the 4th District at the time, him and, I had, him and I had gotten to a place where we realized, like, we're up against a whole other thing. Yep. This is now Truth Tour 2016. <laughs> right, just let it all hang out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we're going to at least use our voices to, even if it's not a popular opinion, if it's truly what we believe and we can see, we're going to say it. And um, there were some things that I got into, like, a back and forth on Twitter about gentrification <laughs> and how um, property, people were claiming, there's many people in the city that claim that property taxes increasing and property values increasing doesn't push people out of their homes and would literally tell me very bluntly in 140 characters that ain't how it works you're wrong oh right or or flat out gentrification doesn't exist Mm. and you know eyeballs roll out your head it um i was one of very few at one school board meeting actually the naacp forum i think that fran and melissa had personally (laughs) that was a good time um me and sean were two of, I think, maybe three or four candidates, a very small minority, that vocally said we do not agree with Dr. Bedden as superintendent. Yeah, oh, that was, I remember that moment in the room. That was it a was so moment. tense. It was like all it. the air had been sucked out of the room because I was. I ended up being just by natural order the first person that had to stand up and say it. Mm-hmm. And I remember like looking at Sean and I'm like, we're both doing this, right? Because we can't in good conscience. Don't leave me <laughs> hanging out here, man. I'm like, because sometimes, you know, and that's really the point where it's yeah. like, sometimes it's really difficult to say and do the right thing mm-hmm. if you know you're going to be alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, sometimes, you know, I have, I I know I have pretty, pretty radical opinions about things. Mm-hmm. And I'm more than willing to put them out there. Other times I might be more willing to, you know, try and be supportive and come to a middle ground and take things for what they are and try to be positive about it. Right. And on either side of the spectrum, I get criticized for it. Sure. And I know if I'm getting criticized for it, especially in my voice as RVA Dirt, who's there all the time, there's a lot of other people who are also getting that. So sometimes I feel like, you know, our platform that we've built is also trying to just send the message of it's okay to have a different opinion than the mainstream media, than the mainstream activists. Because if you watch in Richmond, there's this divide to where, you know, you're either on this side of it or you're on the other side of it. And there is no in between or there is no third party opinion. And it's just if you don't fit into one of these two groups of approve or disapprove. You're, you're criticized by all parties. Right. And I just want to say, like, that's okay. It's totally okay. I actually, through RVA Dirt, found a place where I am comfortable making an unpopular statement or opinion if it's what I believe and I feel like it has an educational background to it. Mm-hmm. If I feel like I can back this up with facts, it's okay. If people don't like it, it's okay. If it sparks a dialogue that you know, gets gets anybody talking, gets anybody involved, okay. They'll live. They'll live. That's what we want, right? Yeah. I mean, no need to get butt hurt. Let's just talk about it. And I think that that's, you know, for as much as we – the other piece, of course, is that we aren't super boring. <laughs> we try not to boring. be. We try not to be. I try to be funny. Well, but sometimes I got to be careful because – you know, it's only so much I can say. Or I'm gonna be the angry black woman, so I try not to say a whole <laughs> lot. That's gonna be too, you know, out there. Well, but we've learned okay, through you know, live tweeting. We've learned through live tweeting and trying to educate people that you have to have a hook. 
You have to have something um, that keeps people coming back. And I think it's the humor along with all the realness that people come for. And maybe some of the outlandish opinions or um, what some might perceive as outlandish. Because honestly, we feel like, you know, we're, I don't want to say right or righteous in how we feel, but... We're confident in what we say and we put out there. We're stating a a very strong opinion that's backed by fact. And we may not always be right, but... But Yeah, but if we make a mistake, we admit to that. We'll own it. We'll absolutely uh, own that. And we're open to to most any discussion. Yeah. Um, And I I do have to qualify that with most any, because if it's going to be nasty... Then, yeah, we're not doing that. We're going to shut that down. Yeah, we're not here to argue or be, you know, this is not gladiator. Like we, just, we don't need to debate. <laughs> I don't want to fight you to the death. We just want to talk about what's going on in the city and bring people to awareness to what's going on around them and why they should probably go and get registered to vote and actually do what they're going to do at the polls and then hold their elected officials accountable. That's and be it. a conduit for people who wouldn't normally talk to each other to open up dialogue with each other and also to encourage people to open up dialogue with their elected officials. Mm-hmm. They're not untouchable. We've said this numerous times oh they sure aren't no you you've got to go (laughs) after them you've got to talk to them it's your right to do so and don't let them tell you (laughs) it's not your right to do so and and in that same vein they always should have time for you that's right don't don't allow people to tamper your voice if what if you believe that there should be a bike lane through your neighborhood talk about your bike lane show up and talk about your bike lane i I personally want a drive-through car wash personally I'd be there for it. <laughs> Personally. Yeah, sorry, this which, is a complete which, tangent. With Chippendale's like, dancer. Wait. What did you say? That would be nice. I'll move in the north side if y'all are going to get a drive through car wash with Chippendale's dancers. I'm, I'm there for it. <laughs> I'll serve the lemonade. Also, we're really good at tangents. I was going to go on a really quick funny tangent. Okay. So there was one time that I was in Outer Banks. And you know how they have the brew-throughs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking, my family and I, about like the genius drive through ideas. Mm-hmm. I came with a great one, guys. What is it? What is it? Drive through gas station. Boom. They have them though. <laughs> I know. I just feel like, like <laughs> No, shush, shush. My Let her have her just, dream. I know. My family, they just okay. turned and like looked at me for five minutes and just waited. <laughs> just like just stared at me and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh no. I'm sorry. That was completely random. But anyway. Oh, <laughs> well, that was just an example of our tangents. Get to know us. Also, Where we go totally off the rails. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, bringing it back, though. But I think um, (laughs) one of the things that I I really learned is in the early days of honestly having people, frankly, call me an idiot on Twitter for what I believed. Oh, Lord have mercy. Um, Twitter police are just out there. Gosh. It is. And it gets, I think it gets stronger with every week that we're going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because I try for as much as I can, uh, I try to make an effort to respond in a very respectful way way mm-hmm. i don't want to just shut people down and not have a conversation because that's and, the whole reason we started this right the dialogue. right right you know sometimes that, that takes a lot you know mm-hmm. it takes a lot of focus a lot of attention and a lot of thought process of patience patience well jesse's very good at handling folks <laughs> um i always just want to tell people who they are um so i have to like rein myself back in. and y'all call me the angry black woman <laughs> and so I'm always very grateful when Jesse jumps in there before I do. Oh, man. Like, oh, no, no. She's going to be measured and thoughtful. And 
I'm going to try very hard not to be reactionary. See, each one of us has a very different personality, but with the same goal. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, not it doesn't always work out. You know, I think it doesn't always get there. Uh, sometimes it doesn't always land the way we want it to land. And I think, though, that this is where we all have to pause and remember that Twitter is Twitter. Yeah. 280 characters is not enough to have an effective dialogue, but it's a good place to start. And, you know, I, I think people will probably notice that I'm very rarely responding just one tweet. <laughs> Yeah. It's always a thread. It's always a thread. Uh, so tuck on fine. in, get yourself a snack, and get ready. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, I might be snarky. I might be, you know, shutting some people down sometimes about, especially if, if it's just rude and a Pure ignorance. But overarching, like, you know, that's kind of our goal is to really start the dialogue yeah. and have an educational forum for really unpopular or non-mainstream ideas. We're going to keep pushing through even if our mentions are in tatters. Oh, my gosh. They are always in tatters. That, seriously, sometimes your eyelids might peel back with some of the stuff that we have to read. It's unfortunate when, for me, it hurts my heart to know that whenever we have somebody who tries to push their perception onto what we should and shouldn't do or should or shouldn't say and say what does or doesn't create or add and detract from who we are it hurts my heart not because people are saying it to us and i ever question my mission but because i know how many people there are that have already been silenced Mm -hmm. because of that behavior and i mean we have the the added bonus of being women one of us being a black woman that's always a plus right it's always a plus and so you know we have to deal with that battle too and I mean, I have to say, I think we've done a pretty good job of dealing with it. We and have. I haven't called nobody no racial epithets. I'm so I'm doing good. <laughs> I just thought of one of those signs that's like this number of days without a safety incident on the job. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Can we any NERC violations? <laughs> we're good. Like we're so good. But it's been rough, and it, it has to to speak on what Jesse's saying. It's it's difficult sometimes to remain measured because y'all are some rude jabronis out there. Like y'all not nice. Y'all not nice with a lot of this stuff. It's it's hard to remain nice sometimes. We want to tell you that you can. But we feel like we we have to remain. Mm-hmm on the level um because the moment we are not oh you think our mentions are in tatters now well and and everybody's got an opinion on what we should be saying and what we should be doing and who Mm -hmm. we should be and we are just going to be us no matter what and here's the funny part y'all oh my god we're people what the moly macaroni we're people like huh? we're people, like we're just regular people, just like everybody else. Got their nine to fives or whatever, or you know, you know, we just one to happen three to have here this day and one to three, ten to two this day, <laughs> and I know what is my life. But we're people, like we we just are doing what. Well, we're doing what our heart calls us yeah. to do, right? Not just our heads, but our hearts. We love this city. That's it. We just trying to be out here and be people trying to live and trying to make sure that our neighbors are living all right and that they're informed so that when they do go vote they know what they're filling that little bubble in for because i'm telling you and i know y'all have had the same experience you mention something and people look at you just mystified you say oh well you know this ordinance is up next council and they're like what 
I had no idea, but that affects me. Yeah. Well, the reason you don't know is because somebody's not communicating with you. Yeah. Whether your council person got a newsletter or whatever, you're not always going to get that information. And so we try to provide that for you, but we also try to encourage you to go find that information yourself too. Mm-hmm. Because it's really important for you to be hands-on in your district with your representatives. And even if you've got an opinion about somebody else's district, if it affects you somehow, yeah, it's and okay I, to say something. And and your opinion does not have to match ours. No, please. Hell, our opinion ain't always the same. It's no. three of us, and we're all different, and we all think about things differently. And honestly, I think we're better for it because a lot of the times yeah. we might have three different perspectives and then we come together with we might actually come together with uh, the same conclusion yeah. after discussing it between after all three of us about it, yeah. and finding a, a better mm-hmm. a better platform or a better idea and I think that's the goal here is to be able to have offshoots of opinions mm-hmm. and those are okay you know just bring facts show data have conversations that aren't purely based off of gut instinct or fear long-held prejudices especially long-held prejudices this is richmond come on nope i ain't going there today (laughs) (laughs) i mean but we said just yesterday you can't have a conversation about richmond without having a conversation about race and so many people are so afraid Mm -hmm. to say certain words or open up a dialogue with somebody that's not their same color or culture. Well, they're not afraid to talk about race. They're just afraid to call. So call it what it is, call it what it is, call it what it is. Everybody's got that grandma or family member that whispers a race in your ear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're not trying to whisper anything about anybody. Mm-mm. We're just oh, coded we, language. We damn sure. Right. No, we're not going to do that because we're not colorblind. No. You know, that's that whole thing. If you say, oh, I don't see color, you're wrong. I want you to see color. Right. I want you to see color. And we want you to talk about it <clears throat> in a constructive manner. I don't want you to not see it because it's I mean, that's see not people for who they are as humans. Right. And like to say that you're colorblind, that means you're completely not seeing someone as the human that they are. Where they come from, their personal experiences sometimes are intertwined in, you know, the melanin. Yeah, I done did a lot of things in my day. I admit it, I don't take back what I say. If I said it, then I meant it. All my life, I won a Grammy, but I probably never get it. I ain't never had no trophy or no motherfucking ribbon. Fuck the system, I'm that nigga. Bend the law, cut the rules. I'm about to risk it all. I ain't got too much to lose. Y'all been eating long enough. It's my turn to cut the food. Pass the plate with my drink. This my day. Lucky you. Fuck you too. Woo! You are listening to RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania on WRIRLP 97.3 FM Richmond Independent Radio. It's so, I've, I've always kind of joked about this because I've had people ask me all the time, what's your goal? Because I think this is where we have a lot of people that, you know, are you media? Are you activists? Are you commentators? Who the hell are you guys? What do you want? It's not that simple. What it's- do you want? Yes, all of the above. You know, I, I, I personally don't perceive myself as a member of the media. You know, I. Well, I, I try not they to. They let us sit in the press box. I'll be media. <laughs> I try not I'll to say like that we are journalists or reporters. Yeah. Because we none of us went to school for that. We are reporting on things. We are chronicling things. But 
We didn't get a degree in that. That's not our line of business. Activist commentators, you want to call us that? Fine. Media, I, I, I get the media side. We are on the radio. Yeah. We are on Twitter, and we have a fairly decent following. So I'll, I'll accept media, but <laughs> I'll accept stir too, if that's what you want to call I mean, it. people, they have multiple names, you know, it's, but it's I, fine. I don't, I don't feel like we necessarily check a box. No, and I don't have to check no And we don't box. have to, right? You don't have to have a label, hello, my name is no. whatever. And I think that's really, for me, you know, people ask me a lot also, like, what's your goal for our reader? <laughs> well, I, to... I don't know. I've always thought the goal was to <laughs> to educate while entertaining. So really, my, my have... goal, my personal goal was to get peop- more people involved in their own local government. And that was the purpose. So what we do, a lot of everybody has their own, I think, feel or spiel with RVA Dirt. Mm-hmm. I tend to be more cynical and crack more jokes and be funny. So maybe I'm being the token comedian. Cool. That's fine. It, as long as it keeps you listening. I don't care. I don't care. But as long as it keeps you listening and it keeps you engaged, that was our main goal from the whole beginning was to get more people engaged. Right. And so if that means that we got haters out the wazoo. Y'all listening. Y'all you watching. Know. You're involved. Yeah. You're even, watching. That's even it. if you are yeah. rage yeah. listening to this or rage <laughs> and we know y'all on out Twitter. There. And we, we do know. know. We know y'all out there. That's okay, though, because... You're still listening. That's it. You're still listening. You're still engaged. You're still engaging. And so that's really the purpose. So, you know, be a hater. It's fine. We don't care. My goal has actually, this is terrible. My goal has been for us to not have to exist. Oh, well, yeah. Like, th- that sounds so weird and counterintuitive. No, it doesn't. I love it. <laughs> if everybody it. was informed yeah. enough here to, for to do this research for themselves, or yeah. we had so many people on Twitter with us on Council Mondays that it yep. just drowned us out. I'm here for it. I mean, hey, that's all right. Like, I, I don't I'd want to step aside. I know, like, I don't, you know, I've always wanted us to be, the goal here was to make the city a, a better place by helping people be more involved and Mm -hmm. giving resources and showing people how to do things and like as far as like hey you know this is what this would mean and kind of helping people rely like be kind of a support system Mm -hmm. navigate Um, the the um the the deep well of pdfs yeah like you know i think that that's really been my goal is from the beginning like i would love for there to be a day when it's like hey guys we don't even need y'all no more yeah because there's so many people that are involved and so many people that are also carrying on the work and you know even if you can't be there every single week being there and finding your one or two things matters you know finding that one thing and showing up and doing your due diligence i've honestly loved to watch the bike lanes argument and the reason i've loved it is because there are so many people from different backgrounds in it in it and trying to come up and not just like not just arguing about the same different things necessarily but people are coming back and saying hey here's this document here's this document mm-hmm. let's talk about this fact mm-hmm. even if it's not coming from our council people which it should be but okay mm-hmm. go ahead it is yeah <laughs> you know i've loved watching this because you know it's been really cool to see so many people's engaged. voices mm-hmm. and engaged in having this conversation for as much as for me you know i live near brook road I live on Overbrook. Brook Road adjacent? Yes. (laughs) I mean, I have a bike. I rarely use it because I'm not a super fast or strong biker. And honestly, it's intimidating in the city um, with some of the bikers and some of the narrow roads. And, you know, I'm a little bit tentative. I would love there to be a bike lane on Brook Road. However, I also have a car. And if I need to drive, 
I, I'm not in a situation where I have to take a bike. Right. I don't have to take the bus. Right. I'm a choice rider, if you will. Yes. So for me, this bike lane thing, I, I've yeah, it'll impact me. Yeah, I would love for it to be there. But what I love more is having a constructive conversation among so many different voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we can come to a place where, you know, we are getting, if it's a compromise, that's great. That's still progress. Whereas, you know, we could cite previous arguments around things like a roundabout at Hermitage and Laburnum that almost oh, a decade ago. We could spend the, the next half hour of the show just talking about that. Chow. And we probably will coming up here shortly. <laughs> so, no, I think that that's kind of, you know, we wanted to just take some time to kind of reframe some of that piece of it and just kind of have that conversation, especially and reintroduce ourselves, especially as we grow and evolve. I think it's always worthwhile to check in and even just have it for our own sake, even for the only people that want to listen to this episode ever again oh Um, no this this will be an evergreen episode so that we can play this when we need a break there we go (laughs) forget the history of council oh no we're not going to forget that i've done a lot of research oh god so i think the second half yeah so you know going to the second half i think that there's a good question that uh i think the question is why like why does this exist and it's not just us Hmm. There's other people out there that you can follow that do similar things. Um, There's a handful of accounts that I've seen, especially out of Charlottesville. There's actually a number. Shout out to Molly. Yeah. Socialist dog mom, follow her. You know, there's a handful of them, even more so in Charlottesville. Like, I can count on my hands, I think, through at least three or four people that are actively doing this type of work. So there's more than one. Well, they've got legit Nazis showing up at their city council every every month. So And then you also see, like, Unicorn Riot is actually another one um, that chronicles, especially in the um the 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 vein of covering the battle against white supremacy in 2018 mm-hmm. right so you've got activist journalists out there activist citizen bloggers, I think we journalists, go, tweeters yeah citizen bloggers or whatever you yeah. want to call people just everyday people that are really trying to get involved in disseminating information and i think that there's a good question of why does this exist because your mainstream media sources aren't giving you that they are feeding into the old school narratives of if it bleeds it leads you know that the more sensationalist the headline the more clicks they're going to get the more reads they're going to get y'all don't confuse this with fake news now no it's not the same thing because there's a grain of truth in what they're saying it's the way they're reporting it is they sprinkle glitter on it so that y'all will look at it that's all we just saying well because america is rabid for blood violence sensationalism sexy things whatever that's what they want excitement all the time right are you not entertained Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? I'm sorry. I had somebody yesterday send me a, quote, news article. Uh-oh. Where the headline, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to pull this up because I was like, this is this is this is the stuff that happens also. And this is actually to the point of the fake news, but it's also how you get into this trap of things. The headline was something along the lines of, because I can't find it really quickly, oh a, a man sucked a woman's uterus out. Huh? Excuse me? Correct. Wait so, a minute. Hold on, hold it, hold it, hold it. I have questions. Hold on. Did you did y'all just hear the wait a minute? Wait, wait a minute. Hold, wait, first of all, you're not going to speed past that like you didn't just say what you just said. 
What? So I click on this thing, and this is absolutely a fake news article. Don't worry, women. Of I, I had to click. I had to find out because this is the second place I've seen it. Okay, worried there for a minute. You know, I'm reading it, and it's this website that's like breaking news 24/7. Is literally the URL. My friend had screenshotted it and sent it to me, so I had to go back and actually go to another friend's Facebook page because they also had posted it. And I went to the main homepage of this website. It is a fake news website where you can actually create pranks for your friends using any <gasps> headline and create Bye. the text that you want using their picture Bye. right oh that's dirty Bye. it's hilarious because as I'm oh, well, i mean, this article, i'm like this, this is, is what i'm gonna do for your your 30th birthday yes. is make up some fake news about you it's gonna be about great. your uterus getting sucked yeah. out I know. Like, but i think that this you know for as much as you know we're talking about though you know mainstream media and it not being fake news i think a fake news article like that and how many clicks that it got it gets yeah from people yeah. where it was clearly somebody that was making this for their friend and for this to disseminate across two of my friend groups that are completely separate and unique without people fact checking it like that to me speaks a lot towards how people read things and read headlines and how we all fall into the trap of clickbait. Because mm-hmm. I sure enough was like, for my own protection, I need to know. <laughs> well, yeah. Weak. <laughs> but, you know, those those are the moments where, you know, it's it's that's hyperbolic of the reality where if you say shocking things and breaking news, dot, 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 dot. People don't click on it. People are going to click on it. And oh, it's yeah. going to happen. And, you know, you got to keep it brief and – this is the nature of mainstream news today is you've got to be able to get on top of it and get the shot, the the conversation, huh? the the quotes. And a, like the one thing that I really want to talk about also is the language people use. Yes. There's a specific language and journalists will admit it. I've talked to some of them bef- about this before mm-hmm. is there's a very specific language that's considered journalist language. As someone who didn't go to school for this, this yeah. was news to me and it's not fake news. And some of those things you'll find, I'm trying to think of a good one that I, I personally would use far more sentences to explain what was going on. But a journalist might use a, a, a word that um, like chaos. This is one. So I was in a situation where honestly, I could probably personally describe that situation as chaos mm-hmm. by definition. But if I say the word chaos, there's a very specific connotation that everybody here yep. thinks of where mm-hmm. it's everybody's people gonna go, their mind's gonna go running, straight there. Running around and 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 screaming and, and rioting and all these different when things. Really it was just a scuffle. Yeah, well well, not even a scuffle. It was just a lot of different people from a lot of different groups in the same space and you didn't really have any one direction what was going on. By definition, that's actually chaos. <laughs> But people don't but think of the, you know, Merriam-Webster or Dictionary.com definition of it. They're thinking the base level of the definition. And, Whatever and, um, appeals to their basest in- instincts is what they are thinking when they read this. Oh, humanity. Yep, and and that's where again, it's I think of it as journalist shorthand because it, it is meant, and it's I don't think that they originally intended it to be this way. It really is a shorthand for trying to get across a point and create an image in your head quickly. Yeah, yeah. But the problem with that is, is that you know my definition of chaos is not your definition of chaos, and there's connotations for all of these words and language that we use, and. That has created an entire system of how people are putting out news, which then also means that's how we're absorbing news. And that's how people are programmed to understand it, too. Yep. And instead of questioning, you know, that's why I love, 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 love cell phone camera videos. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And they're everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere you go, somebody's got a cell phone and somebody's got a camera on it. And boom, no matter where you are. Yeah you're able to capture that moment. And that really has shaped media these days for, I'm gonna say like the under under 40 crowd. Mm -hmm. It really has shaped the way 
we share or, uh, experiences share with each other information too because i know that's the first thing that i do when somebody says blah 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 happened i go straight to youtube and i'm like where's the video no way no way i want to see the receipts somebody was somebody's there. popping off let me hit this Boop. Yeah, somebody was there we've been able to use that though to show and highlight things that otherwise that have been happening for as long as we can remember but nobody really paid attention to it or knew about it because you weren't seeing it with your own eyes when you see things like police brutality with your own eyes you can't deny it and if you are denying it, then you're willfully ignorant. Right. Then the flip side of that is we see it so much and I'm sick of seeing black bodies on the street. Now we're desensitized to it. But carry on. I think also now that we're kind of down the avenue of police <laughs> and media, <laughs> something else that I've, I've in this whole process that I did not know is so we've been on um, a number of different uh, press release listservs yeah. um, for various city, especially I think we at one point were on the Richmond Police Department's uh, press releases. Mm -hmm. And what you'll notice is there was, I think this was the funniest moment of my life, was we posted something. It was not on RVA Dirt. It was on a different blog. Um, and I got accused of plagiarism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got accused of plagiarism, even though I had said, I believe, on it and used the quoting thing in WordPress or whatever of like, hey, according to dot, dot, dot. And it was because I, I literally copied and pasted the press release. And I did preface it with saying this is from according to Richmond Police Department. But an, a person had actually accused me of plagiarism because that's the exact verbatim that one of the other news outlets had posted, like a CBS 6 or an ABC 12. And that's when you start to realize some of these especially anytime that you see it at the very bottom where the last paragraph actually says hey go to crime solvers uh, nine times out of ten that is a richmond police department press release verbatim yep mm -hmm. and other media outlets don't preface any of what they're saying with the fact that this is the press release which to me again is they are disseminating the police narrative mm -hmm. right around an incident which normally you know it's it's very brief and dry but you know it goes to show you that sometimes the, a lot of media outlets will again you know in a time where we have limited resources they're trying to always chase down news they have to get more and more soundbite things and more and more stuff because we're all craving more and more and more and more and more they're posting press releases and you know i'm not critical of that Putting it out there yeah while i wish that they probably prefaced this with saying this is a press release from dot 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 so that we all can read and interpret in the same way most people don't realize that those are just press releases those aren't that's not somebody sitting down and writing a quick little story about something and that's also where you don't always get all of the crimes that happen because rpd does not do a press release for everything it's pretty much just if they're looking for a suspect or if they're usually homicides almost always will get them but sometimes it takes a while for them to even come out and which is why i think also a lot of people were upset by the fact that now all of our uh, emergency communications are encrypted audio encrypted, yep. so we can't hear it which i get it sometimes i, I go back and forth but anyway so that was about to be a tangent and how i feel about that when traditional media just reposts a press release or whatever it's just regurgitating stuff verbatim it's yeah. not actually asking any questions about it You're, they're just taking it as the fact yep that's what we found. That's what we report. Right. But there's always a, another side, another angle. That's where you get into the now modern media or non-traditional media where you get the other sides. You get the conversation that goes along with the press release, not just a regurgitated copy. Of a pushed narrative. I think that maybe sometimes that irks people about us, too, because we're not going to just look at something and take it at face value. We always want to talk about the underlying you know, or the undercurrent. No, we want receipts. 
<laughs> yeah, we do. We want receipts. But I always want to know the flip side of something. Yeah, because usually the flip side is where the real stuff is. Somewhere in between, like in the gray, mm-hmm. is where the truth is. And we're always digging for it. Well, I think also, like, that's part of why I, the flip side, is probably why I don't feel, I guess, obligated to always pay lip service to the mainstream narrative because there are so many other outlets that are willing and are for that purpose because I mean, again there's a different where you know they publish those things constantly and some of it is that we are the critique you know and when I took on um, political science classes back in the day because that's right one of my majors political science mm-hmm. <sighs> um the one thing that really frustrated me about poli-sci was the professors would teach you that there are two main theories behind political science. There's realism and liberalism. And those are the only two theories that are valid and are realistic to be implemented in today's society. It's one or the other. Anything else is considered a critique. And I'm using air quotes. So Marxism is a critique. Feminism is a critique. And there's a number of critiques that are the alternative narrative of these things. When we look at, as we continue this discussion that's been evolving about, you know, who we are, sometimes I do look at ourselves as the critique, you know, and I, I always, my big issue with poli-sci and part of the reason I fell in love with philosophy was because instead of working in a realm of it's either A or B, these are the only things that are possible. And literally a lot of classes and, and theories will just write off those critiques For me, it's always been, how can we use these critiques to enhance and improve and change the face and evolve as a country or as a locality and as people to where realism and liberalism, even if they're the same mainstream ideas, could they be better? Yes, absolutely. And that's where I see those critiques. But, you know, you don't necessarily see a mainstream media person that is going out of their way Mm -mm. to cover not only the, the realism or liberalism, let's call it kind of as a a metaphor now yeah. of one of those those two theories, you know, if we're going to talk about it that way, also to give any airtime to every critique that's out there. No. And that's where I also see us playing our role. And I think just generally citizen bloggers are playing their role because people aren't just craving those typical narratives anymore. When we want news and we want more information, it's not just more information. We want more perspectives. Right. And that's where I think it, That's it, basically mainstream media is basically Kim Greenwich in Richmond. <laughs> basically. <laughs> so we're the girl version of Kim Greenwich. Hey, shout out. I know, right? He gets up and he does his opinion. Yeah. I um I actually enjoy that when he does that. So shout out to Kim. Good job. <laughs> Keep on keeping on Kim Greenwich. Oh my gosh. I I feel like well, for the longest time we've been fed the narrative of, say, Tom Brokaw. Mm-hmm. Okay. And That's just not going to cut it anymore. You know, the old white man telling you the news as their network sees fit is just not going to cut it anymore. People are smarter than that. Please get out of the new one if you can't lend your hand. Because the times, they are a-changing. They are. They're smarter than that. They want more. They want more facts. They want you to show them things, not just tell them things. Mm -hmm. That's why we put up graphs and PDFs, you know? You know, I think that uh, I love this story. So we're about to go back to story time. Don't worry. It's not a drive through gas station idea. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down, baby. I'm down. Oh, I'm man. down. I think that 
something that I remembered when I was starting this whole process, because one of the best things and advice that somebody gave me when I started to run for school board was find your authentic voice. And that's something that I've really enjoyed finding, especially with RVA Dirt, is figuring out, you know, what is my authentic voice? Because we all have one. And it's, it's for me, it's not just about, you know, having opinions. It's about understanding the core beliefs of why you believe things, because mm-hmm. the why behind what you believe is going to guide your other decisions. And that's how you don't end up like conflicting yourself and contradicting yourself. But I always wondered, why is it that I'm this way? And why do I consider different things? And I remember my fourth grade teacher. And I was in a class and I remember we were all just sitting there taking notes and I could not tell you a thing I learned in that class. I'm pretty sure it was Virginia history. Oh, that's awful. I, whew, it's, it's, I could not tell you what we were learning about. I could not tell you what the situation was, but I remember he got really, really mad out of nowhere. And we're just like, what just happened here? And he stopped class and sets down. He had one of those overhead projectors with the pen and just like set the pen down on this projector, slammed it down. And was just like, guys, stop, like stop what you're doing because we're all just like attentively taking notes. And he's like, I need you guys to understand one thing. If you're gonna take one thing away from this, I need you to know that just because I'm in front of you and I'm a figure of authority and I'm the teacher, it doesn't mean that I'm right. And when I'm up here telling you guys, for example, that two plus two is four, you need me to prove to you why is two plus two equal four. Because for all you know, I could be up here telling you two plus two is five. Right. Unless and you can fact check it and you can prove to yourself exactly why two plus two equals four and doesn't equal five, that's what I'm here for. So he encouraged us at a very young age yes, to teacher. challenge authority and not just accept things and really ask the question why. And I think that that was something that has always stuck with me through this process, especially of finding like authentic, my authentic voice of things and why I can be and speak with such conviction on things. Because that's, I I just want to understand why, you know, if you're going to tell me that you do or don't believe something or don't don't, do or don't like something, be be ready for me to ask you why. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Because I want to understand it before we even have a conversation about it. Because that's, that's the biggest thing for me. So I would just love to encourage people, first of all, like, don't be afraid to have a different opinion, not just from us, but from anybody. We're not your moral authority either. No. We don't ever no. claim to be. It's just us three gals. Y'all treat us like we are, though, but whatever. But, right. <laughs> that's a warning saying. to people. Don't make us the be-all, end-all of your perception of Richmond government. Yeah. You need to form your own opinions and ask why and never be afraid to ask why because these people work for you. Yep. They work for you. People lose sight of that. They don't think that the government works for them. Well, that's because some of them don't act like they work for Right, them. but you need like to tell them that else. they do and and just and don't be afraid to ask the who, what, when, why, and where. Yeah, and I mean, that's honestly, I think we're hopefully we can. Yeah, how? Oh, how? That's a hard one. Don't get me started on ROI today. How? Um, I can't. (laughs) But no, like, I mean, just let us be a resource. Let us help thinking. And if anybody also wants to live tweet some stuff, let me know. I know, right? (laughs) Y'all can come on in whenever you want. (sighs) Um, And we will show you our skills. But yeah, don't Bullying be in Google searches. Oh. <laughs> it's 90% of it, by the way. That's a, that's a part of the hazing that you have to go through to join. Google it! Google it! Google it! No, and I really, um, I really hope that we encourage our listeners and our followers on Twitter to really find their own authentic voice and then start a conversation with it. Don't be afraid to poke at us and 
ask us tough questions. Oh, they already do that. Don't encourage that. They already do. <laughs> that. I don't mean it in a negative sense. Y'all negative folks can walk on. <laughs> but that's what they're doing. So that's <laughs> that's not what we're here for. Um, we're here to uplift, you know, the positive, inquisitive voices. All y'all other people can sit on it and spin. But I, I just want to say, if I want to like a tweet that says. F- I'm gonna damn well like that tweet. It's your it's, because that's your opinion. <laughs> it's your opinion, and it's and the it's, way you're feeling in a moment. You might not feel that tomorrow, which you probably will. But even if she doesn't, let me let's let's talk. Let's really talk about that. Let's talk about closing that comments. Closing <laughs> comments. Okay. The reason, one of the reasons why we do all of what we do, which we've just explained to you, is because having a voice understanding your voice and using your voice is most important in holding the people around you accountable you voted them in it's your job to hold them accountable so use your voice however you screaming over my voice does not you know validate your voice more than mine right so don't try to police or control my voice don't tell me what i can and cannot say don't tell me what I can and cannot like, what I can and cannot retweet. Last time I checked, my mama was all the way in Smithfield, chilling. She's not here in Richmond with your broken elderly Twitter fingers telling me what I can and cannot tweet. Cheers! Cheers! Right. Cheers to that mother... If you have an opinion about what I can and cannot feel, because the Twitter is just like you have your own space on Twitter... Each of us has our own personal space on Twitter, and we use a lot of our personal opinions and our personal thoughts as a collective on RVA Dirt. And so by you telling whoever, the, the many of you, to tell somebody what we can and cannot tweet or what you feel is appropriate on our page, please come over here and be a black woman for 24 hours. Please come over here and sit in these shoes. Please do so. Because unless you can val unless you really can truly validate my feelings or tell me how I'm supposed to feel, okay, then I'll I'll, I'll take that. But you can't. So don't come up, miss me with that shit. Not a mercy. Mm-hmm. Miss me with it because it's crazy. And if if I can speak out on what makes sense to me, but the same person next to you can say something positive about the the Confederate monuments and you have nothing to say about it, miss me with it. Miss me with it. When somebody says something racist in, in a council meeting and nobody catches it or half of the council has got their head down when you got a, a family member of a person speaking who was just murdered by the cops and nobody catches it, miss me with it. Miss me with it. I'm not trying to hear it. That. Yep. We're just going to end with that because I don't think we can top it. No. I'm just saying. And, nope. And, and again, this is why we're doing this is to have a conversation and know, you know, this isn't just for us. No. This is also for everybody else. Please feel validated in your opinions and your beliefs. Yeah. And keep speaking. Don't be afraid to put, if, if your opinion is not popular, that's, oh, well, it, it, that does not make it wrong. Right. I'm not going to dull your shine. Don't dull ours. So we can all have our own opinion and we don't have to agree. But what you not going to do is tell me or dictate what I can say. Now I can be angry black woman. Miss me with it. Yep. RPS is still not fully funded and Flint still got dirty water. Miss me with that too. All right, that wraps it up for another fantastic episode. You know it's fantastic. Of RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania heard right here every Wednesday at 11 a.m. on WRIRLP 97.3 FM Richmond Independent Radio. Hope this episode clarifies some things for you folks. And if you're still feeling some kind of way, she got me in my-
hit us up across all social media at RVA Dirt. Until next time, stay classy, Richmond, and stay involved.